What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. Today is March 3rd. It is Premier League Wednesday. A little soccer talk, and we're uh, knocking this out in the morning, bright and early, before some Premier League games today. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of soccer these next uh, couple of months. Got to wrap up the seasons in the Premier League, and we'll talk about the championship, the EFL the second tier of English soccer and look at who is looking at being promoted at the end of this season into the Premier League. So we'll get into all that on today's show. Um, Now, in terms of the promotion, uh, for those who don't know, there are four different divisions of professional uh, soccer in the UK. And the top flight or the, the top division obviously being the Premier League. Well, the second division is called the championship. Okay, I know it's kind of a confusing league name for Americans, but it's called the championship. And if you look up EFL championship on Google, you can find these teams. But the rules say that the bottom three teams in the Premier League every every year uh, get relegated. So the bottom three automatically go to the championship from the Premier League. And then the top three from the championship get promoted to the Premier League. And the way the promotion works, two teams automatically get sent up. So the best two teams of the championship automatically get sent up. Then there's a four-team playoff for the third and final spot. So teams three, four, five, and six have a playoff at the end of the year to see who the last team getting promoted to the Premier League will be. So, like I said, on today's podcast, we'll kind of take a look at the state of the championship, who's going to be promoted, the state of the Premier League, who's looking at being relegated, and of course, we'll take a look at the top six of the Premier League standings as well. Uh, Special thanks to Better Edge. Uh, Premier League and soccer betting, not quite available yet, but it will be. They're always making updates and changes and additions to Better Edge. But if you like betting other sports, there's not a better place to start making your bets. And the reason is you can bet VIG free on Better Edge. It's more of a trading platform. It's like stocks. It's an exchange. So you don't have to pay that pesky house tax that doesn't enable anybody pretty much to win long term at sports betting. The other cool thing about Better Edge, they have a social component so you can follow your friends message your friends have tournaments with 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 a group of your buddies or have head-to-head battles on better edge online betteredge.com that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com and use promo code sharp that's sharp with a p that's going to get you 10 free bucks in your account and be sure to do that we've had a couple people recently uh signing up without using the promo code use sharp if you're not using that it's like throwing 10 bucks down the drain so uh, i guarantee you're going to love betting vig free online betteredge.com that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com promo code sharp all right so let's start off actually talking about the top part of the table in the premier league the teams who are right now expected to uh, finish in the top four or top five. Now, we went over the rules for relegation and promotion, but just to refresh, or for those who don't know, the top four every year in the Premier League make the following season's Champions League. And the Champions League is the best teams from every league in Europe. So the top four from the Premier League, the top couple teams from La Liga and Serie A, and then the lower leagues like Ukraine, uh, you know, le- leagues like that, Wales, they get like 
one or two teams in it. So it's definitely different for every league in every country getting a certain amount of teams in. And if a Premier League team wins the, uh, I think it's the EFL or the FA Cup, one of the two. If a, if a Premier League team wins that tournament, then the Premier League then gets five teams in the Champions League and um, six in the sixth team would go to Europa. The reason that happens is because a lot of times the team who wins the FA Cup, I think it's the FA Cup, it's either that or the EFL, whatever. Uh, a lot of times the team who wins that is a team in the top four of the Premier League. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, Man United wins it this year, okay? Well, Man United finishes in second place in the Premier League. So that spot gets slid down. That's taken because they won a domestic tournament. So there's an extra spot given out for the top four, top five for the Premier League. So having known that, uh, it's really important to finish top four and, and if anything, top five in the Premier League. So right now, the top five looks like this. Number one, Man City. And I don't see any way Man City lets this thing go. Right now, they're over a 93% chance to win it. I think we can uh, close the book on that. The citizens have pretty much wrapped up the, the uh, Premier League. Number two, and this is where things get close. Man United has 50 points. Number three, Leicester City has 49 points. One point back of Man United. Number four, West Ham, what a surprise story this year. David Moy is certainly going to get the uh, manager of the year in the Premier League. West Ham, 45 points in fourth. And number five, Chelsea with 44 points. Now, it's a bit of a race for that number five spot. I believe there are three teams currently competing for the fifth and final spot in the, in the, uh, in the standings. That's Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton. I actually don't think Tottenham has the depth or frankly, the the talent to compete for that to for that spot this year. You know, they got off to such a great start, and Jose Mourinho did it. I was so encouraged, and I felt good putting my money behind Tottenham for the first part of the season. Then things crumbled, and I think what happened was the book is out. They haven't changed a lot tactically the last month or two, and teams know what Tottenham likes to do. So I think until Jose Mourinho gets better midfielders, gets better people up front, up uh, in the final third who can attack. And I'm not saying Son and, and Harry Kane are bad. As a matter of fact, they're elite, but they need another piece up there. Deli Alley is faded. They need to get rid of Deli Alley and make some serious changes. And I know that's more midfield, in the middle, you know, top of the field, but still. Uh, Tottenham has some serious changes to make before we put them in that class of competing with Chelsea or Liverpool. So I do believe it's Chelsea, Liverpool, and I'll throw Everton in there as well. I don't think they're around or in the conversation for the uh, the number five spot at the end of the year, but they right now have 43 points and they're tied with Liverpool. Uh, that's the top of the table. Everyone else is kind of floating right now. I mean, it goes number eight, obviously Tottenham. Number nine, Aston Villa. Ten, Arsenal. Eleven, Leeds. Twelve, Wolf, uh, twelve Wolves. Thirteen, Crystal. Fourteen, Southampton. Fifteen, Burnley, and uh, sixteen, Brighton. Uh, I, I'll even go as far as seventeen, Newcastle. Okay, I don't think any of those teams are going anywhere. Now that brings us to our final three because there's only twenty teams in the Premier League. Okay, so eighteen, nineteen, and twenty every season get relegated. But let's stop real quick at seventeen. Because Newcastle's currently in this in 17th place, and they're only three points ahead of Fulham. So 
if you just look at this on paper, you may say, this is going to be a battle between Fulham, Newcastle, maybe Brighton, potentially Burnley for that final relegation spot. But I don't think that's the case. I believe Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley are fine. I don't think they're going anywhere this season. I believe all three of those teams are substantially better than Fulham. Fulham simply doesn't have the talent to pull away. It's one thing to catch a Newcastle or a Brighton, and then it's another to pull away and, and finish ahead of these teams. Fulham has improved defensively, I'll say that. They've given up eight fewer goals than Newcastle, and they've played the same amount of games. But still, I think the Newcastle's a much, much, much better team. And I, I understand. If you've been watching games, it's like, what are you talking about? Steve Bruce looks bad. That team looks bad. I get they haven't looked great this year, but I would be very surprised if Fulham found a way to jump Newcastle, uh, especially Brighton, in these standings. So... I know it was a bad January for Newcastle. I understand that, but I think they're far, far better than Fulham. And right now, if you can get any futures for Fulham being relegated at anything better than minus 130, I'd take that. Uh, Now let's focus on the bottom three teams. Fulham is in 18th with 23 points. West Brom in 19th with 17 points. And Sheffield United in last place with 11 points. Let's write Sheffield off. They're done. No chance. And isn't that funny how things can change in one season? Last year, Sheffield United and frankly, the Wolves were the standard for defense in the Premier League. They both got promoted the same year. They both relied on their defense. They both had huge wins over teams like Everton and Man United and and Chelsea. And they made their statement coming into the Premier League with that defense. And then this year, that defense has completely gone away. Sheffield United's given up 43 goals. The only teams to give up more are Leeds, Southampton, and Newcastle, all giving up 44 goals. So Sheffield United has one of the worst defenses this year. And and, and it's so funny. I actually think that there's a lot of similarities between soccer and the NFL. And one similarity is you can never get a good idea really for how, how truly talented a team is in one season. They only play, these teams only play each other twice. And you only play each team once on your own home turf. You don't really get a good feel. There's not enough data points. There's not enough of a sample size to get a good, true idea of how good any of these teams are. And last year, I felt like a broken record. I kept coming on here and saying, Sheffield United's overrated. Sheffield's overrated. And they kept winning or getting points. And it's just like, what's going on? But if that season weren't... 38 games like it is now, but instead it's 138 games. I promise you, Sheffield's defense would have faded last year. What's happening this year is not some anomaly. What's go- what's happening this year is what what we should have expected to happen. Sheffield was, you know, far outperforming how good their their talent was last year. And same with the Wolves. You know, Wolves have uh still a decent defense, but not that intimidating force that we got used to seeing last year. So, Sheffield, we can write them out. Uh, West Brom, who's now now uh, in 19th, we can pretty much write them out too. You know they're they're so far down in the rankings, and uh, they're currently nine points behind Newcastle. That's just not enough. You know they, they don't have enough time to make it up. These teams have what 12 games left. That's a potential for uh, 36 points. I mean, you're nine games back. You have 36 to go. That's that's a lot to make up. So I think West Brom, Sheffield, we can write them off. Now, the only team who has a chance to fight back, like we said, is Fulham. I just don't think they have the talent to do so. But they're playing very well. Their last five games, they haven't lost at all. You can compare that to teams like Newcastle. They have three losses in their last five. Uh, 
uh, Brighton two in their last five. Uh, Southampton, four losses in their last five. They're falling quickly, but I do think we can count on Fulham to be relegated. Now let's take a look at the EFL, the championship, and see who's going to come up this year from that league. Uh, The one team that we can pretty much guarantee we're going to see in the Premier League next year, Norwich City. And we all know them from last season because Norwich last year finished dead last in the Premier League. And then this year, they're going to finish in first place in the championship. Now, let's not you know, call this over. Uh, they still have, let's see, they still have what they play. Uh, they play 46 games. So Norwich has 16 games left, but they're seven points up right now on Brentford, who's in second. And Brentford's not looking like they're going to chase anybody down right now. So Norwich has a pretty healthy lead. But remember, this is why style is so important in soccer because Norwich hasn't adjusted their style much in the last three seasons. And two se- or you know, three seasons ago, or whenever it was, two seasons ago, I guess, um, Norwich played very similar to how they play now, and they get promoted to the Premier League. But then last year, they didn't change a lot of the way they played, and they got run out of the Premier League. You know, they tried to keep that aggressive, hold the ball style, offensive press or defensive press, and it didn't work, and they didn't change anything. Now they're back this year in the championship, and they're killing teams. I just wonder, did they learn? Are they going to get promoted next year and play the same way and look terrible again? Or are they going to try and take some kind of a defensive approach? That may be out of the... I don't know the answer here. You know, that may be not their style. They may say, no, we're Norwich City. This is how we play. And we're going to go down playing this way no matter what. So I'm not sure. But if I were a Norwich fan, I would want them to play more defensive once they get promoted and all things are pointing towards uh, them coming to the Premier League next season. The Again, the top two teams get automatically promoted, but right now Norwich in first is only the clear-cut uh, team. There's a four-team uh, four race for the number two spot. Those teams are Brentford, Watford, Swansea, and Reading. Now, I have Reading pretty far back in my rating, so I don't think Reading's on the same level as Brentford, Watford, and Swansea. And look... This is what the bees do. The bees are Brentford. This is what Brentford does. They get off to a great start and then they crumble at the end of the year. Last year they were all the whole year they were in first place and then they ended up losing a couple games. They finished third last year, ended up hosting a couple games in the uh, tournament to get promoted, and they ended up losing to I think it was. Uh, Fulham, you may have to check me on that, but either way, uh, they lost that game last year. So the whole message this year for Brentford has been, don't put ourselves in that spot. Let's just finish top two, not worry about the the promotion tournament. And all year, they were in first or hovering, you know, battling back and forth with Norwich. Right now, they're in second, but they're not looking very good. So I don't have a lot of faith in Brentford. Right now, if I had to pick my three favorites to be promoted, obviously, Norwich is the number one favorite. I would put Watford as my number two team. I believe Watford elevates themselves to number two. I think they finish number two in the table to end the year. And then I believe the team who can win that little tournament at the end of the year to get promoted is Swansea City. Okay, Swansea's defense is, I think, still underrated in the market. And this is a team that, you know, when when they want to turn it on, I think they can. They have that switch they can they can flip. 
So I like Swansea. I like Wofford. I like Norwich. I have question marks about Brentford, and I just don't think Reading has what it takes to hang around. Now, we've only mentioned five teams. There's, of course, six teams in this whole conversation. Uh, Cardiff City is currently in sixth. They look very good, but don't sleep on Bournemouth. AFC Bournemouth, number seven. They had some managerial issues. They just made a change, and in their last five games, they are uh, two, two, and one, turning things around. And if you look at their Pythagorean-based outcomes, just goals for, goals against, Bournemouth should be higher in the table than they are right now. So again, if I'm projecting my four teams to finish in the end of the year tournament, I'll take Brentford finishing third, Swansea finishing number four, Cardiff, I believe, finishes number five, and I will take AFC Bournemouth to finish number six. I think Reading falls back a little bit in these uh, standings, and uh, Cardiff and Bournemouth end up making it. So right now, that's my predictions for what's going to happen at the end of the year in the EFL, but it looks like Norwich City right now, the one team who we can count on coming up next season. So, all right, that's the current state of things in the Premier League and the EFL Championship. And uh, yeah, good luck today. There's a couple games starting in a few hours. Like I said, we're recording bright and early on a Wednesday, but uh, today in uh, Premier League Soccer, we've got Burnley. This is going to be a great game. Burnley hosting Leicester. Now, a lot of people like Leicester that game. They're the favorite. They're the much better team, but I think Burnley, they're playing good defense. They're at home. This is an interesting matchup, especially with the uh, the managers. I mean, I love Sean Daichi. You guys know I think he's underrated for Burnley. But Brendan Rodgers, you know, for Leicester, he's really turned things around and proven to be a top manager in the Premier League too. So that's going to be a great matchup. I would lean Burnley plus a half there. Uh, Sheffield hosts Aston Villa at the same time. And then at, uh, let's see, 12-15 Pacific, Crystal Palace hosting uh, Man U today. So some good games today. Whatever you guys have, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle.